I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. And oh my God, today's... We didn't have to look far to book these next... (laughs) Barely past our own bedroom. Some of us did not leave our own bedroom to to get these guests. (laughs) To book these guests. Uh, We got, from the Goop Yourself podcast, it's Aggie Hewitt and Brian Rucka. Hey, guys. Thanks for doing this, guys. Yes, thanks Thanks so much for... for Yeah, full disclosure, uh, Brian Rucka is my husband. Yeah, thanks for having us. I've been begging to do this. Podcast for months. So. Yeah, I've been really wanting to do it. You've been yeah, begging been since the beginning. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, has this your guys' first time on a podcast together? No, we've done a podcast where we talked about our relationship. Oh, how did that go? Uh, uh, well, I, we're I still mean, together. Yeah, barely. Uh, it was. It was called Honey. I think. Yes, I believe yeah. it's called Honey. And it, we talked. We didn't go that deep. Like no. I think some episodes of that podcast went a little more traumatic. Right. Wow. Ours, we sort of we we skimmed the surface. We skimmed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't classic There's not a lot John of trauma. And Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep it tight and light. Yeah. It's real fun. <laughs> okay, we don't need too many details. <laughs> oh, suddenly we start to skim beneath the surface and people get skitzy. All right, okay, skitzy, skitzy. Uh, Aggie, how are you? I'm good. I'm fantastic. I'm also feeling very light and on the surface. Okay, so is this your first time on a podcast with John and Brian? It's my first time on a podcast with. As a guest with Brian, but I do do a podcast with Brian every we've week. We've been on, pub, uh, what, 150 podcasts together? So we've been on a lot of podcasts <laughs> together. Yeah, we've done that done many it. episodes? Uh, yeah, our 150th oh, wow. episode is going to come out, I believe, next week. The number, oh, wow. the Apple's fucked up the numbers so much, so sure, I think it's sure, around it's Apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's soon. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know mm. that. Do you have uh, an extravaganza planned? What can we expect from this 150th episode? I don't know. Nothing special. Nothing. Uh, yeah. It's going to be away, so it'll be a, a call-in oh, show. Yeah, I'm going to be important. We might not even do it. Yeah. Oh, so if you love Frasier, you're going to love this episode. Oh, yeah. It's going to have a lot. They all have a lot in common with Frasier because we're so insightful. Wait, Portland is not Frasier. Seattle. Seattle. Oh, yeah. But he does a call-in show. Oh, does, yeah, because oh, the, okay. the okay. people call I him and they tell them I've never seen an episode of Frasier. <laughs> You've never seen an episode of Frasier? What? No, Uh-oh. I'm still on the third season of Cheers, so... It's, <laughs> You're it's, a completionist. I'm, I'm a ways away. <laughs> like, <laughs> four, 17 more seasons One of that character. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you guys are resident Gwyneth experts. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we like to consider. Yeah, I think we're the the lowest paid, highest information Gwyneth experts in the world. <laughs> we're very low paid. And wow. Yeah, it's a passion project. Yeah, yeah we love. What Gwyneth. is it about Gwyneth that uh, fascinates you? Well. Um, I think mostly it's the evolution of her career as yeah. a, so as a girl, of course, I looked up to her as we all did because she was so, um, such a classic beauty and always in these like very, fancy seeming movies to me and I thought she was sure. a very sophisticated woman and uh-huh. then she released her lifestyle brand Goop and I found out that she was totally out of touch and crazy and I was sure first crushed and then realized 
I needed to embrace it and I needed to investigate it. She was never in touch. She was never in touch, but it was none of my business until she made it my business with the new- newsletter. Yeah, she yeah. made it your business by making it her business. By making millions of dollars <laughs> off of it, yes. And yeah, she's not been in touch since the day she was born. She's, you know, a child of Hollywood. Born on yes. third. Born on third. She hit a third and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I sort of I never really appreciated her even as an actor until she stopped acting <laughs> like <laughs> I, 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 I mean, we can go into the story of Townsend Mr. Ripley but she to me was sort of the also ran like I was a huge Kate Blanchett fan I'd been a huge Winona Ryder fan even Mini Driver and even me, Mini Driver, even <laughs> Minnie Driver like 90s sort of indie anyone prestige. in a Merrimax film exactly mm-hmm. but Juliette Binoche exactly Juliette Binoche Julianne Moore and Gwyneth to me was sort of the lesser of all of those sure huh. but but since she started goop uh she's become my queen and now i can go back and watch her performances and appreciate them for what they are she was like the queen of miramax exactly yeah she did this uh shakespeare in love mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I think sliding I, doors was that miramax was seven miramax? Yeah, i've never seen sliding doors really no. really mm-hmm. i thought you you'd so no complete you're not I, a complete I'm not, no i mean i yeah, I've, there's probably a few that I haven't seen. Iron Man um, three, Iron Man one. I've seen one and two. I haven't gotten to three yet. <laughs> oh, three's the fun one. I'm as behind on the Marvel movies as I am on the Cheers Fraser universe. Oh my god, is that the one where she's like the star and like gets to fly around and stuff? Three. I wouldn't say she's the star, but she gets to fly around. <laughs> well, I, okay, if she's flying, she's a star. If she's me. flying, we ain't dying. That's right. That's what we say no, in the, yeah. the MCU. <laughs> um, how would you rank? I guess we could start. Um, before we get, how would you rank Gwen and? Like, how does this rank against her other performances, her talented Mr. Ripley performance? I mean, I would put it at the very top. I think it's like an incredible performance. <laughs> okay. ah, sorry, uh, sorry. She's being attacked by that's uh, a cat attacking Aggie, not John. No. Aggie has <laughs> stolen Dahlia, our cat's chair, and Dahlia is not happy. And that's why I got a claw in the chair. side, so, oh which God. I did deserve. Pretty rude. It's like, Pretty rude. It's fair. Uh, um, yeah, I yeah. think I think this is number one. I, number like, one. I, I you think more to, than Shakespeare in Love? I, Shakespeare in Love. I take it or leave it. Uh, <laughs> Um, what's the movie about the family? Why am I playing? The world the world world world. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, like I, I loved that movie as much as I loved Talented Mr. Ripley at around the same age, and I like that performance by her a lot. But I think her sort of playing with type instead of playing against type makes Talented Mr. Uh, being Ripley like a sheltered, naive, rich girl. Exactly. Like this, this is her. This is the essence of Gwyneth is in Marge in this character. Yeah, the essence yeah. of Gwyneth is the scene. <laughs> it's available on Goop, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, they sell. Yeah, Ode to Gwyneth number is their fragrances, but they stopped doing it because it wasn't making the money. No, I mean the fragrances. Yeah, didn't work out. Lost well, have, yeah. have you had six? No, but you got to try four. Yeah, they we only can't went up to three. I think. It's a trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trilogy, and they all smell like moss. No one says I want to smell like number two. That's right. <laughs> that was their. You should have been in the Yeah, they made a mistake. Just do the odd numbers. Let's just do the odd numbers. (laughs) Um, Do you do you don't you don't think this is one of Gwyneth's best? No, (laughs) she's terrible. So you didn't like this movie? I do like this movie, but I think she's bad in it. I think like because especially once Kate Blanchett shows up, you're like, oh, this is what should have been happening. Kate Blanchett shows up first. Well, I mean, but like, but the Kate Blanchett shows. Well, you know, the contrast is. Right. Uh, I think it's not a, great a fair contrast. contrast. What I do think, you think Kate Blanchett is just so much more believable as like a rich, out of touch lady. They're two different types of rich, two out of different, touch. Yeah, ladies. are they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because absolutely. I, yeah, so like the director, I read, I watched a little bit of the commentary uh, with what's his name. Um, <laughs> Anthony Mangala, rest in power. Rest in power. Such an activist. <laughs> um, he said that when he wanted Kate Planchett to play it as a. Uh, uh, a girl who every single day is a journal entry. So yeah, like oh, every sure. single day she goes home and like writes it. Whether or not it actually goes anywhere it doesn't matter. Like she's putting it in her diary. Yeah. What is I the totally book got. that Gwyneth's character is writing in this? I mean, it's classic rich person. I'm writing a book, but I'm never going to finish it. <laughs> exactly. Like, right. it's, her, it's her sort of, of like a lost summer in Italy. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, yeah, it's finding like, yourself. Here's what it is: never. staying in nice hotels. Boy, sometimes you get lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess now we're getting into it. Let 
me just say, Talented Mr. Ripley, what year did it come out? 1999. Thank you. Directed by <laughs> Anthony Mangella, stars Matt Damon, Jude Law, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Kate Blanchett, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, uh, really murderer's row of 90s actors. Uh, it did great. Basically, Matt Damon plays an Andrew Cunanan type yeah. in like the <laughs> 50s, and everyone's obsessed with jazz in Italy. And then he uh, just wants to, he's like a cypher. He is a, a criminal, a chronic liar, and wants to take over people's lives and he's a closet case yeah he who want- falls in love with jude law and yes. eventually becomes jude law's character would you call him a closet case well at the end i think the whole movie is about how the closet kills like living a double life leads to heartbreak i think the society like he is he is closeted well he's less closeted than some of the he's characters less closeted, yeah. but yeah. like it's just the society he knows because that, that's his main thing is he wants to uh shed his skin get rid of his sort of middle to lower working class life and become one of the elite one of the one percent and i think part of being accepted by them is obviously like keeping his sexuality hidden or using his sexuality to get what he wants yes uh, with the specific people that he thinks it can help him with yeah like he uses his like the closet like him well i don't know i don't want to jump to the end right away but like (laughs) i feel like his final act of like denying himself is like his total surrender to like conforming and taking on like the um and taking on like wearing permanently wearing the mask of like this privileged person that he wants to become but he thinks he doesn't have the choice right like, he is about to kill well yeah jumping to the end he's about to kill Kate blanchett and then she her obviously is there. with everyone yeah, she yeah, says she oh, too many people Aunt, what's her face is there and co mm-hmm. always and co <laughs> uh, and then he realizes he can't kill her so he has to kill his boyfriend because the two of them think that he's two different people and he has to choose one or the other to kill yeah mm-hmm. so when we asked you like to pick a move why what a, like just stepping back broadly global view here why town when we said talk about a movie on our pod why about talented mr ripley was the movie like that's the one we want to talk about i think i bullied aggie into doing it <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> did I, I, love this movie. Okay. I think we um i think we just like want what we wanted to pick a gwyneth paltrow movie and this was like both of our favorite one i think it was sort of that simple yeah i like <laughs> i i yeah i think like doing the podcast with aggie we obviously wanted to do a gwyneth one we love this one i also i don't know like watching this movie for the first time in a while i i was not out of the closet i think when i first saw this movie oh. and i'm just trying to like think of what my mental space was because i've loved this movie since it came out and i think it's like the the greatest like of the miramax style of movies this is like the the best example of it sure um and uh, yeah all five of the lead actors became movie stars and it's yeah you can't get a better cast than this Mm -mm. um i just think gwyneth is better at light comedy than like her like i like her like i do like her in the marvel movies i think she's very fun and like i think she brings a breath of fresh air to them sure um so i I like her in light comedy when she's having but anytime she goes i can't count on you anymore dickie that whole speech in front of the door was pretty rough for me i think that Sorry was a, to level I understand that's like definitely this. like a it's definitely like an awkward but i think that's more the writing than her performance um i think she i'm surprised that you think she's bad in this i can understand being like she's I like she confused. doesn't like reach know. the heights as, as yes. a lot of the other actors but i don't think she, i by no search of the imagination would say she is bad in i this. guess i just wasn't sh- i was confused <laughs> I, I, what think, confused you? I wasn't sure if she was good or bad. I was like texting my uh, friend Jenny at the time. Like, I can't tell if she's good or bad in this or not. As an actor or as like a character? Like, as an actor. Because mm. I just feel compared to like a Philip Seymour Hoffman when they show up, be like, oh yeah, they are completely embodying this person. I just find, don't find her, I didn't find her totally believable. She felt, it didn't feel grounded coming from a real play. I don't, I just didn't find her. Oh, I, I think know. she plays that, that privileged 50s, sort of like a Grace Kelly character. Sure. Uh, pretty yeah. well. And I think it, it's like, like um Kate Blanchett and Philip Seymour Hoffman are are like character actors who also happen to be movie stars. Yes. And mm-hmm. right. And then I don't know, like the two main boys, Jude and Matt, they they also get like meteor I don't know if it's just like Gwyneth, she's like a pure movie star without any of that character actress. Yeah. And- yeah, I liked seeing this sort of like cla- like I, the, he also said it felt like Grace Kelly walked out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie and into my movie with Gwyneth Paltrow in this and like seeing her play that character that that looks exactly like that and like embodies that privilege so um so well. Uh 
losing control and becoming like frayed as like nobody's believing her and she's the only person who sees the truth of this character and everybody is sort of saying like you just don't understand you're a woman they are lying to you like you don't understand how men are um was i thought really moving and interesting do you think uh tom ripley should show up in the call me by your name sequel <laughs> i wouldn't hate it <laughs> uh, I, I mean i would love i wish that there would have been like a ripley universe because there are so there many is. but like, there are other movies well, john malkovich plays one yeah but not with matt but Damon. don't you think there'd be right. like a fun crossover with like the merchant ivory multiverse like a merchant <laughs> ivory sure like the room with a few people meet the howard's end people and they're all on a cruise ship yeah and one of them gets murdered <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah hercule like, poirot comes yeah. in yeah. Yeah. helena bob carter plays four roles oh my yeah. god yes uh yeah i just think it's a great character and i st- i'm embarrassed to say that i've never seen the alan delon version and i've never seen the john malkovich version so you i don't, don't know what to compare to this perfect you're embarrassed i've never seen purple moon i've never seen purple moon um but and now you're like one what's what's matt damon is 50 or something he could jump back into the role and be old ripley yeah is that because there's more books right there's, there's a like lot of books, books. yeah Patricia oh my God. also wrote price of Saul, which is the basis of carol yeah so she oh, herself gotcha. was a a lesbian oh. and i think these themes resonate throughout that hit me so much harder this time because I hadn't seen this movie in like 10. And I do like this movie. Don't I think mm-hmm. it's beautifully directed. It might be 15 minutes too long. That's the yeah, only... Yeah, it's a little yeah, sleepy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see how like, oh, this works better as a book. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I haven't even read the book. Uh, but it is like well, beautifully isn't in the book. directed. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you uh, think uh, Jude Law... I guess Jude Law and Matt Damon have any sexual chemistry? I, I don't know that they have chemistry, but... Do you believe that Matt Damon is horny for Jude Law? Yes. I... I've not been in that exact situation before. You've you never played chess with someone while they're taking a bath. Someone to take their identity? But, no, not yet, at least. <laughs> but like that sort of um, insistence of like you see this too. I'm not crazy. There's something here. Oh, I've definitely like in my younger days convinced myself that some of my straight friends who I would have had a crush on felt that way. And looking <laughs> like watching the movie now in my 30s. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is all in his head, and it probably was all in my head. And I do think Jude Law is the only straight male character in this movie. Really? Even more than what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is not straight in this movie. Oh, God, yeah. It's sexual jealousy that, like, motivates their, like, competition, I think. Uh, probably yeah, yeah, and yeah. also like thank god when philip seymour hoffman shows up in oh this yeah movie, just like a bolt of energy Brilliant. and excitement yeah. and like finally some fun has arrived <laughs> yeah. yeah he's uh, so really? gross he's and so, so repressed such an asshole mm-hmm. but he's so, so but he's also right yeah. yes yeah. exactly you know he sees tom ripley for the fraud that he is yeah yeah, the, the, the richer you are and the more fucked up and privileged you are, like, the easier it is for you to see a fraud or, like, what you think is a fraud. And so, ex- well, except, except for Kate Blanchett. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, Freddie and then, and then Gwyneth's character obviously eventually sees it. But, um, yeah, he, he, he knows, Tom Ripley knows he can only fool people for so long and then he has to move on. And that's the tragedy. So he has to either abandon them or kill them. Real bummer. Oh. All right. Well, now it's time to get into the scoring. As you may or may not know, we have a very crazy. Now we're up to thirteen uh, category. Oh no, God. sixteen, I think. Yeah. And at the end, you will add your own scoring category, which will then become, become canon. canon. And we so will then every use, movie following will then. And have we're going to gonna take an average, but we're going to take the average of the two of you together. We'll oh. have an average, and then that will be averaged with John and I's. Because I can't do a fourth wow. column. Just trust me. That's so okay. mad. Sounds it's really complicated. Complicated. You won't have to do any of it. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, our first category, homoeroticism on a scale wow. of one to a hundred. What are you going to give talented Mr. Ripley? Uh, me first. I guess I would give it um, so homoeroticism, I guess, is like created in this movie, like their sexual, uh, chemistry between Jude Law and Matt Damon, I think is like kind of shown through directing the more cam- than yes, like, yes. Yeah. Matt like, Damon and Jude Law are not bringing the heat. The I, camera no, the is camera horny. Is, though. I think the camera is horny and then they give like horny looks at, I think nothing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but because of that, I guess I will give it, um, I mean, I feel like I have to give it like a. Can I give it a 78? You sure can. You sure can. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to make my math, that make math harder. harder? Oh, I'll round okay. it up. I'll give it an, I'll give it an 80. I'll no, give what it do an you 80. think, Brian? Uh, 
I I'll give it an eighty one. <laughs> okay, so 80.5. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it? Um, John, how homoerotic are you going to give? Uh, yeah, I think it's one? pretty homoerotic. It's pretty I mean, homoerotic. That scene where they're playing chess, but Jude Law is naked in the bathtub. And the camera <laughs> yeah. just like pans down. Matt yeah. Damon keeps like looking in the bathwater to see if he can like spot his dick. It's like weirdly yeah. green. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird, that's, a, it is it, a weird. that's an Italian bath. Is that an Italian bath? Yeah. an Italian bath. Uh, I once saw a play in New York uh, called Indiscretions that Jude Law was in, and he was naked. He also got out of a bath and he was completely naked. How is his dick? It was, well, let's say I could see it from the mezzanine. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so he's like a little dude. So that's you never what they know. mean by yeah. the long arm of the law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty, like, overall, like, the movie itself is very homoerotic. I'm going to give it an 85. 85. I definitely think the movie itself, the director is hornier for Jude Law than I don't believe Matt Damon is actually yeah horny for anybody in this um i'd give it a it's pretty homoerotic though so i'm gonna give it an 80 so wait i'm curious do you think that like matt damon's performance like through the performance he's not only for the character do you believe yeah, that I don't tom believe ripley that he's, is not attracted to i do believe tom ripley is but i don't th- believe i just didn't buy matt damon playing gotcha damon. gotcha i wasn't sure if you're saying like because i you could make the argument that his character is just such a grifter that he's like oh maybe i can but i do think he is gay at the end like he is yeah, generally yeah, no, heartbroken to kill his one he finally yes. has a real connection at the mm-hmm. end with someone and smashes jack davenport yeah, that's true smashes jack davenport mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I guess I was just like, I just have watched this movie for so long. I just love Matt Damon's performance. I can't even be critical about it, but I get what you're saying. Well, there is a thing that happens because he is a grifter. There's a way in which like you can sort of justify the choices of being like, oh, he's just like this weird. Wearing a mask. Yeah. 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 So like that does sort of, that can work in his, in his favor. The like blankness. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But in regards of homoeroticism, I did not buy that he Hmm. was horny for Fair enough. You didn't get any heat between the two of them. No heat. All right. Fair enough. Actual gay characters on a score to one to a hundred, at least three. Yeah, with Jack Davenport's definitely gay. Matt Damon, Tom yeah. Ripley, I think what we would mm-hmm. say is Absolutely. gay. And and yeah, I think Freddie Miles is definitely well, gay. Well, fuck yeah. anything, I get the sense. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't think he's. I don't think he's full on gay. But I, the way I, that he play, I mean, no, there is no more. Eff- like it's. I mean, I don't like. You know, stereotypes aren't always right. But he's so effeminate. He's so fey, and he's so insistent on his straightness that I'm. And he's, he's closeted. The lady like, doth protest too much. He's so passionate mm-hmm. about uh, Jude Law, like keeping yeah. Jude Law for himself. And like, he's so protective of him when he sees that like Tom is around. Like he wants to, his whole goal is to keep Tom away from him. And I don't think it's just because he's like, oh, that guy's like obviously a psychopath. He's like, that's my Jude Law. You can't mm-hmm. have him. I yeah. do think uh, Bat Damon plays gay a lot better in Behind the Candelabra. Like, I did believe him in Behind the Candelabra. Like, that was a lot more believable performance for me. He had, I mean, another decade to study up, I guess. Another decade to hang out with those queers. (laughs) Uh, I definitely believe him more than Michael Douglas in that movie. Yes. Although there are rumors that Michael Douglas is gay. (gasps) Really? That's what I've heard. Cancer from We're eating gonna have to delete this. Vaginas. Okay. <laughs> Sexually. Uh, we're going to drag sure, too much sure. heat. And we got more in another MCU icon. <laughs> Hank Pym. Uh, so what score are we going to give it on actual gay characters, Brian and Aggie? I mean, like, if it's just, if it has it, I guess. On uh, 1 to 100. I, I mean. I mean, if you're, I mean, I guess you could say, like, if you think of, like, the five main characters. Yeah. Three of them are gay. Two, Two of them are gay, I say. Two and a half. Because Two I, and I, half. I mean, if you Jack Davenport, then that's you got to go like the seven main characters or something like that if you're counting him. Yeah. Right? So what is that like 50? I feel like Whatever. it should go Whatever higher than that. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 60. Uh, I'll do 65. Okay. <laughs> 62.5. Uh, I'll give it a 70. Um, and as we all know, all you math geeks, yes, I think in the averaging, you two have a weaker, less power than John and I, but that's, oh, you know, it'll be fine. Just in the math, because it's not the average of four, it's the average of three. Anyways. I don't understand. Don't it's, worry about it. All math these is math, hard. Math is hard. I <laughs> yes. barely understand it. Uh, I think there are a lot of actual gay characters. I think this is maybe the most gay characters we've had in a movie. Um, well, but, no, kids are all right. Kids are all right, maybe more. When they were also leads, two gay leads. Two gay leads. This one only really had the one gay lead. And I'm thinking of like Boys in the Band or something where right. that would be 100. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Even the dog's gay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give it a 65. All righty. 
camp factor zero to 100 how campy is the talented mr ripley kate blanchett is camp in this movie kate blanchett <laughs> and philip seymour hoffman also yeah philip seymour hoffman always i think and then also <laughs> when the um that like mary virgin mary festival yeah, when she uh, like when comes out of herself, the water yeah and then the woman comes out of the water i mean like i feel like it deserves a it deserves and at least a couple Matt points for Damon that one. Singing jazz. I mean, oh yeah, my funny Valentine. Oh, yeah. Has that aged well? <laughs> I think I he's mean, great. We'll get I think... to, uh, does it hold up? But uh, <laughs> does that do anything for anybody? I Matt think he's Damon's better than Chet Baker. <laughs> when oh, he's, all right. oh, when he's in the like the torch song no. and he's singing. <laughs> Brian, uh, you're being contrarian. <laughs> no, I love him. I've, I used to have this soundtrack, and I would listen to that one. I would listen to To the Vada Americana, and then the Shane O'Connor one. I think this movie has too much jazz, frankly. Too much. They love jazz. And then also like Jude Law grieving with a saxophone by an open window. That is okay. very yeah. funny to yeah. me. The, the campiest moment I think is when Kate Blanchett realizes like uh in that the scene at night after the opera and like he sort of rejects her and then she leaves and waves goodbye but doesn't turn around, so you just see the back of her arm oh, waving yeah. goodbye. That's mm. the most iconic I moment. Mean, Gwyneth's I keep coming back to Gwyneth's speech at the door. I'm not counting on you anymore. That's got camp. Yeah, we're not sure. going to say that doesn't have camp. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel. And, it, yeah. uh, he, uh, what's his name? Does kill Philip Seymour Hoffman with like a bust of a Roman Empire? Yeah, that yes, no, that is true. That's an important. I did say moment. to myself and no one else in the room. I went busted. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm annoying even when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your camp factor yeah, score, what's your guys? Camp factor camp score. Factor. Uh, should I go first? This one. So I yeah, sure. Go first. Seventy-five. Though really, that's higher than I was going to do. Okay. Oh, I'm going to just. I'm going to give it. I'm going to do sixty. Uh, seventy-five plus sixty. <laughs> uh, seventy-five plus sixty divided by two gives it one hundred five. Wow, sixty-seven point five. Thank you, Alec. <laughs> I'm bad. Uh, yeah, I think there are, all these things are campy elements, but I wouldn't say the movie overall is campy. No, so yeah. I'm going to give it uh, thirty-five. 35. It does like, it's just like a classic Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid, great movie. I mean, also, it is like almost like a movie version of Italy. Like, what we yes. know of this mm-hmm. from Italy, like, seems almost informed from like Fellini movies. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. version of Italy seems to ex- only ever exist in movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all the touristy. Like parts of We're Rome and Venice. I mean, can you the imagine? The Italians are grieving over the top, grieving. <laughs> oh, the screaming like and yes. trying to get oh, in like the, the director ambulance. just said, uh, lash yourself more, more, yeah. more. <laughs> just be oh more Italian. God. How expensive this movie was. <laughs> they for, had extras. I, yeah, like you, and it made like $120 million. Isn't that crazy? Now you'd have to make a movie like this for $5 million, This probably. would be a TV series. Yeah, it would yeah. be seven episodes stretched out on Netflix. You can Ugh. miss the middle three and be fine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 50 i think it's pretty campy all right mm. is it our campiest no, no maybe I makeover it. montage zero to 100 is there a makeover montage i mean the whole movie is a makeover yeah, he montage. takes off his glasses um, he takes on his glasses he does his hair off your glass in a montage though he, but he turns there are makeovers him... but is there a montage oh is it a montage well, he does get like the suit when he's with uh kate blanchett and they go shopping oh, yeah. yes there's a little bit of shopping there and they get the suit that might have been when i was texting jenny about whether <laughs> oh, okay, it was bad yeah. or not <laughs> uh, and yeah she has her bad italian accent and the 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 taylor's like Un-otro? and she's like unotro <laughs> mm. it's weird there's like two british people her and Jude Law doing American accents in a movie set in Italy. And it's know. weird. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, I swear to God, she has gotten worse at doing an American accent. <laughs> her American accent is so good in this. And oh, right. It's not as good anymore. I don't know. I'll let her know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give her so, that what are you guys going to give it on Makeover Montage? Makeover Montage. I mean, I feel like uh, Makeover Montage, I'm going to give it, um, I say 55. 55. Mm-hmm. I'll, do, I'll do 45. 50. So 50 I don't have my head <laughs> Perfect <laughs> Yay nice. John uh, I will give it a 45 45 um, I guess I'll, I'll give it a 25 Okay Just okay. on the basis of you telling me That something happened in a trailer <laughs> <laughs> Alright Next guy This is the first of our guest curated Categories. Category Over the top wardrobe The nuns <laughs> Those 50s nuns? Nuns are over the and top. And Silvana with her, like, Gina Lodel Brigida. Oh, God. Outfit. Yeah. Her little Who was Silvana? Tops. The woman that. Um, Kills that, herself? Yeah. Yeah. That he, he impregnated. Up. I think I the- thought Jude Law had some, like, 
goofy like a shirt. It's like a mesh shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. dying in a mess mesh shirt. Oh, could oh you God. imagine? And his little hat is cute. Dying twice. Yeah. Ugh. But the tailoring <laughs> is so 90s for like being in the 50s, like the right, baggy right. pants and stuff. You're mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know that this is correct. Yeah. Kate Blanchett's outfit she wears to the opera where it has like the oh, fake weird, like, flowers, flowers on the it. Bust. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the bust. Um, yeah. I guess I would give it... Oh, am I ready? Are we still... Cu- I'm, I'm ready. ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'll give it a 45. 45. Uh, I'll do... I'm going to do 60. Okay. Uh, like 52? <laughs> <Yeah>. 52.5. <laughs> 52.5. Wow. How are you doing that? So, <laughs> I guess I could just turn to Alec. He is our... <laughs> the living computer. Uh, I would say overall the wardrobe is not over the top. Right. So I would say I'm going to give it a 35. 35. I can give it a 30. Alrighty. Am <laughs> I being mean? I don't think so. Uh, no. Does it hold up? On a scale of 1 to 100, does could this be made today? And you'd be like, oh, yep. Subject matter or just like the... Not, 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 the product, the not the logistics, mu- but oh. just like if that if this movie <laughs> came logistics. out today, would you be like? It's not like oh, you couldn't you couldn't like get the this movie industry. For this oh, movie. Like, it's sure, not that, sure. But it's like if Are this movie came out today, would you be dated? like? Would there be notes that they would get today that they wouldn't have gotten when they first came out? Right. And this is going to sound weird, but I think today you would have had to have a little bit more explicit gay sex in it, and I don't know that. I feel like the I way mean, that you they... would have had to have had explicit. There is no explicit gay <laughs> yeah, sex in it. Like, more than just a hand in a bag. Yeah, Matt Damon is... <laughs> rests his head on the guy's back. Mm-hmm. Oh God! But it's I, I love it the way it is. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say ninety. Ninety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> is that is that too much? Don't, no, don't worry about it. He, he loves to get scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm worried about like how to pull my number back because I want to go really crazy. You can go with much it. higher. I feel like if you can make Carol, you can make this. And okay. I also feel like you I mean, hear that like, Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can get it, if you can get that made, you get, can get those Patricia Highsmith. Mm-hmm. If you can, yeah, and also, yeah, I think that like the like the gay subject matter. Is like obviously in the movie, but I feel like all the press around it and like all the like contemporary interviews that they were doing like totally buried that and like acted like it's just like a psychological thriller, thriller. exactly. Mm -hmm. So I I do feel like it would be like uh, approached differently, especially just like in the conversation you're having around it. But the actual movie, I think, holds up really well. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's great. I'm going to give it a 95. What did you give it? 90. So 92.5. I do that in my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's really nothing about this movie that I think you have, you would have to make differently or take out. Uh, Yeah, I think you could push it farther, but it doesn't bother me that it doesn't go farther because I feel like if, say, Matt Damon and Jude Law's character had some sort of moment that was more than just a hand in a bathtub, um, I think that and it not that it doesn't work, but it pushes more Jude Law's like, I think we're done hanging out together. Uh, it adds an element to that, which is real, which, but I feel like the movie doesn't need like it, it that in and of itself didn't feel unjustified to me. I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it a 95 as well. Wow. I, think it's re- I don't think there's really anything about that movie you should you would have to redo for today. I guess the only thing and like this will come up later, but mm-hmm. the casting. You wouldn't have Matt Damon, I don't think. You wouldn't have a straight actor playing Tom Ripley that is anymore. True, yeah. Or right. Jack Davenport or Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. But that uh penalty well, will show up think, later. You think gay <laughs> they'll you pay think that tax like, later. They will pay that tax later. Gay <laughs> actors are now playing I feel like it's that's no, I still think gay actors well I feel like that was the outrage to call me by your name. I feel like but there was uh, there was a little outrage, but that's, it was still a very successful well, movie. Well, not enough. <laughs> I mean, I just <laughs> think that like, this is still. I'm sure saying like if you were to cast it today, what out gay actor would you cast in the Matt Damon role? Uh, what's his face? Matt Good, Matthew Good. What's who's what's, what's he from? his face? He's like 45. So what's the guy from uh, <laughs> Matthew Good? Is no gay? Magic Mike? I don't know who I'm talking about. Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer. Again, 45. <laughs> well, I mean, these are like what, 100 I mean, in my book. Lucas Hedges is Pan. Is that the best we can do? I'll take it. That's I'll good. take a pan over a Damon. Take a pan over Damon, sure. <laughs> pan over my hammy. I, mean, I would cut. I mean, I still would cut. I think, honestly, and he's not gay as far as I know, but Tom Holland. You talk about just getting the movie sure. made, big yeah. star, and would be great. He'd be good. He'd be good. You have Timothy as Dicky. You have Ugh. Tom Holland. <laughs> Enough with the Timothy, right? Come on. I mean, we got it, right? The women, I don't, there's no young Kate or not young Gwyneth, unfortunately. There's no, no. young Gwyneth. There is only Gwyneth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess you gotta wait till Apple gets a baby. I, right. I think there's too much jazz. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I feel like jazz was a thing in the 90s. I feel like, all right, enough with the jazz. I usually don't like jazz, but I love jazz in this movie because yeah. how much Dickie loves it. I just yeah. love, I would hate to hear him tell me about jazz. That's true. Oh, I would hate like, everything about him. Oh, God. my God. He's like, don't Jude like Law people. tell you about jazz. Yeah. God. He's like original La La Land. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, drag queen inspiration. And does, how does talented Mr. Ripley do for drag queen inspiration? Uh, again, Kate. I mean, her, she, Meredith is a little bit of a drag queen. Have you been doing yoga? Because you're stretching. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not doing wow. 100. Yeah, how long has that been sitting in your back pocket? Two seconds. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 20 for Kate. 20? Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, like I said, the nuns, I feel, were... You, well, those nuns were uh, so associated with Talented Mr. Ripley. That well, drag queen came out, like, oh, it's the nuns from Talented Mr. To, Ripley. If I ha- yeah, I mean... Throw the, them singles. That I was, hat. I mean... <laughs> They were like they were like special nuns. They were like fifties Italian nuns. Like t- they were Timothy, not talented, Mr. Ripley edition. And yes, the nuns. I'll give it a. I, I mean, I, so I'm just like trying to do a little bit of math in my own head. There's that like that plump Italian lady who is like the landlord. Oh, yeah. you know when yeah. they go. Several of them. When, I think. When they like, go, you those are like the Beetlejuice yeah. of these movies. Yeah. Like, exactly, you would see yeah. them and instantly like, know. Oh my god, that's, that's from talented that's Mr. Right. Ripley. When uh-huh. they go to the jail, is that what you're talking about? When they go to the jail and there's like the Italian whores are like sitting. Like oh, I was thinking that, but sure. About- I always think this carries more, and as we do it more and more, it does mm-hmm. seem to be like iconic looks. Essentially, is kind of what this right. category is. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like there's no real iconic look, except for like, yeah, if you were going to do Kate Blanchett, or yeah. if you wanted to do like Gwyneth and I think you at could the do- opera. Like Matt Damon's like neon green speedo is maybe speedo. the most iconic look sure. in this yeah, movie. That one. And I do think I don't know if it's a look, but it's Gwyneth popping up on the boat and she's like she's like all uh, with her hair. With her hair. Yeah. That, I feel like I don't know if it is a meme, her but if hair. it's not, I would make that a meme. Yeah. <laughs> I think there should be more talented Mr. Ripley memes. So the you younger generation. Make a meme. Okay, I learned how to make a meme just so the younger generation learns about this YouTube movie. Tutorial. You okay. could do yeah. it. You can make a podcast. You can make a meme. That's Check our true. social media feed when this comes out. We'll have a lot of Talon Mr. Ripley memes for You've you. You've heard of how to make a murderer? Well, now you're going to how to make a meme. <laughs> oh, you're taking yoga? <laughs> I'm taking yoga. <laughs> so you could, what's your score? I give it a five. And you said 20? Yeah. Alec? 12.5. 12.5. John? Uh, I'm going to give it a 10 because I think, yeah, I think if a drag queen had that that Kate Blanchett look with like a whole lot of flowers coming out of her chest I would be like oh okay I get it but by and large I wouldn't say there's a lot of like draggy stuff in this movie no I give it a 7 just okay. for the neon green speedo a drag queen could do it sure um caper music oh um <laughs> not uh, not much there's a lot of good music in it it's that it returns to that theme of the like Sinead O'Connor there is right. a scene oh, where like Matt Kane. Damon's like scheming and like running around Italy like writing letters and like mm-hmm. answering the phone himself and like <laughs> replying like that's, that's kind of a makeover yeah. montage he's giving on himself an identity. Identity. Makeover, but it <laughs> no. is a montage but I do back, think it is right. caper music I do think that is an instance of caper music because okay. sure. the jazzy score is like really bop 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 that's circus music. <laughs> yeah. The jazzy music is supposed to like titillate you and stress you out and make you feel like something's going on in this movie. Yeah. And what else is caper music if not that? Yeah. yeah that's a good point. What do you is think? that the only time that it's caper yeah, I mean, music that's though? That's where it's going to get hit. That's where it's going to take the hit. The yeah, because it's mostly it's mostly a very instances. sort of orchestral, serious right. score. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Tough note. Uh yeah, I'm gonna do exactly fifteen. Thank okay. God. <laughs> John, we're gonna give this on caper music. Uh, I'm gonna give it a ten. I don't think there's really much there. Guys, I'm gonna give it a twenty in caper wow. music. Wow. I really thought it was fun. Okay. That one scene of the caper music uh, made a good impression. So it, there wasn't a lot, but what there was, I liked. Okay. Teamwork. How is talented Mr. Ripley for teamwork? I mean, it's sort of like the opposite of teamwork. He's like a one <laughs> right. man team. It's one man thing and no one else like around him. Like people, everyone either. They all sort of are like, oh no, you're great. Like and no one. Everyone around him dies. Right. They either die or are called crazy. That's a bad team. That's, That's a bad team. team. If the New oh. York Knicks had one person killing off everyone, they're not going to win the champs. There's um, champs? the champs. Maybe stick away from the sports metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> There's the woman at the beginning when he um, is 
uh, catering at that party, and then he like gives her oh the jacket, the jacket, jacket back, right. and jacket. she's on his team. She's all on the his man team. lifting the Virgin Mary out of the oh yeah, that's that team. Was a team. The There's a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. the we policeman from Rome and the policeman from Venice. Um, they do work together. together, and also the dad, Jude Law's dad, and is that Philip Baker Hall? Yes, uh, the detective. Are the detective. Like, we figured right. it out, but they kind of did it wrong. Oh, I didn't get a chance to mention this, but Matt Damon's. As he has to do impressions of the other actor. He's not very good at them, right? I, mm. yeah, I, I like never his, bought it for a second. His no. Gwyneth Paltrow impression was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. excuse me? <laughs> that one was like, not good. But the one at the beginning with the, him doing James, the dad, I thought, thought it was thought? great. Oh, I thought, did they dub over James oh Redhorn's voice? I did not clean out think your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I'm with you on yeah. this. Oh, boy. My I, husband. Okay, I feel oh, a little slanted. Yeah, I was like, send Lorne Michaels a tape. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably is he one of those guys who's like hosted a million I'm times? Sure. Yeah, he's yeah. like a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, he plays Brett Kavanaugh now. Oh God, yeah, of course. So funny, yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Okay, anyway, teamwork. sorry, teamwork. teamwork. So there were a couple instances of teamwork. I think it's sort of like intentionally not about teamwork. So there's a jazz band. There's like <laughs> that, the yeah, jazz that's band. A team. Mm-hmm. Sure. I feel like there's teamwork. It's like negative space teamwork, negative teamwork. So sure. <laughs> I'll just give it a, a twenty-five. Uh, I'll say ten. 17.5? Uh, yep. Yep. Wow, I did that in my head, everybody. Just so you know. Oh, okay. John, what are you going to give? Uh, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 10. I just don't think there's a lot of teamwork going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a little, but it, it's a little. I'm going to give it a yeah. 10 as well. Ooh, Talented Minister Ripley has a 12.5, currently our lowest rated Ooh, movie. What? Teamwork. Oh, in teamwork. <laughs> in teamwork. The next highest in teamwork, 33.33, Beetlejuice. Mm. <laughs> uh, how likely are you to recommend this to gay people on a scale of 1 to 100? 100. <laughs> like, obviously. I mean, like, I don't know. I would, I would feel, like, rude being like, oh, are you a gay person? I suggest you watch The Talented I mean, Mr. Ripley. That like, doesn't have to be the way you do it. I feel like I would <laughs> oh, be. are you a gay I person? I saw a movie about a gay person. It's, it's called, called Talented, Talented Mr. Ripley. Ripley. Ever heard yeah, of he's it? Like, he's, he's, he's an evil, crazy psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Because um, of the closet. Yeah. 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 And I'm, you know about that, right? Yeah. And then I get really popular. Um, I feel like but if it came up naturally in conversation yes. we're talking about movies you're talking about cold mountain well if you said oh, cold imagine mountain. like you're having like brunch with a gay person because that's what you do and they're sure, like sure. i've never seen talented miss ripley like, oh my god you have to see it so good so i guess 100 because i would recommend it to probably anybody i knew who didn't see it because it's really good and you said oh, absolutely 100. 100 yeah i'll give it uh I'll give it a 98. I think there's nothing about this. Cause like, not even just that, but just like, it's so beautiful to look at. It is such a gorgeous movie. It is. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, yes, it does drag at times, but I think overall, like, it's, it's really great. There's not a lot of, like, yeah, movies like that don't get made today. Yeah. And yeah. we're all maybe afraid to say it, but if you're gay, you're like Thomas Ripley. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're, there's some part of you, a little scammer, a little secretive, a little like, I have a crush on someone who I shouldn't and I'm going to act out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We can all relate to it. Speak for yourself. So edgy. <laughs> I'm give it a, I don't know. This would definitely not be my top pick to recommend to a gay person. See, this that's movie not with the, all that's not the category. People. How likely am I to? How likely am I to? Yeah, I would say not very likely. I'd give it a fifty. Really? I wouldn't. Why not, would you not recommend it? To just because the cast scene is mostly straight people playing. Okay, people, but I think the themes are resonant for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's also a kind of a dated portrayal of homosexuality. But, but it's I the fifties. But it's, it's I, I think it's it's dated but by today. But these are the stories we're are... still telling. We still telling stories about closeted people. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, get over it. Okay. <laughs> How much felt is, it <laughs> is in this movie? Felt. Oh, this is from the Muppets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think that when he's getting his suit fitted, there's probably some felt in there, some fabric. Yeah. Yes. The there's little, a lot of crazy like European fashions. Yeah. The clean the, the cleaning upholstery. thing for his saxophone. <laughs> the saxophone yeah, cleaning thing a, a must cloth. be made of felt. And I feel like Kate Blanchett has like felt in her suitcase. Like she oh, absolutely yeah. Definitely. yeah. So what are you guys gonna give it? Uh thirty. I'll give it a 20. That's 25. Uh, 25. 25. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a 35. I'm going to give it a 25 as well. All righty. I, like I feel like there's more felt back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. In a period piece, you're amping up your... There's yeah, felt. Yeah, yeah. There, it's there. Facial hair. Is there any facial hair in this movie? You would think someone would have a fun mustache. The, the, the detective, the detective has a cute mustache. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was me. also I noticed on my second viewing with the director's commentary that oh. I apparently watched um, after. There is a guy in the in the 
airport coming off the plane with like a very 90s beard that was not period appropriate. So uh. there is I there is some bad facial hair in it on an extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really took me out of it. I don't well, like it. Now I don't know what what year this is. I was like, I mean, it's details. Mm-hmm. Details. So what score are you giving it? I'll give it a two. A two. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it a ten just for that detective mustache. Uh, twelve, so six. six. <laughs> we are getting good at this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Math isn't hard. John, uh, I will give it a an eight for that mustache. Yeah. You know what? I'll give it a seven. We'll just round it out right there. Okay. Um, broken glass. How much broken glass is in this movie? Oh, he does get into a motorcycle accident and he hits a mirror. Yeah, hits his mirrors. And, yeah, and he's like always looking at himself in like fractured right, reflections, the mask multiple personalities, which mm-hmm. is the yeah. real identity. Who's the real Mister Gray? Wait, not, sorry, that's another <laughs> podcast. Sorry, who's the real Mister Ripley? That's where your Fifty Shades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, All that, right, we're gonna plug it, Aggie. Relax. I know, I'm sorry. I just I'm doing too many of these. Um, Fifty but, Shades of Podcast. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, it's like who's the real talent? I bet when it's not broken glass, the reflections. Well, no, if he's looking the, into broken glass. Just the mirror. He? Just when he rides his motorcycle into a mirror or something. But I bet also when Jude Law gets mad and he, like kicks over like the. And there's like the potted plant and the record player. I'm yeah. sure there was a glass on there. And there's sure. all the yeah. metaphorical Positive. broken glass. It's metaphorical. <laughs> it's like the it's broken glass in his soul is where uh-huh. the broken glass is. Uh-huh. It's inside. You can't see it, but you know it's there. It's like felt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It makes its presence known. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like cilantro. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like a little bit of cumin. You're like, what is that broken yeah. glass? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a 50. 50? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or the, that the broken glass that might be there? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It just, the whole movie seems like it's through the lens of broken glass. Oh my God. No, I think sure. that's important. Yeah. It's like uh, You guys can glass. interpret the categories however you want. Don't let him react however I want. I'm not bullying. <laughs> There's a little bit of bullying. This is not bullying. 40. Reacting is not bullying. So 45. 45 average, is total. total. Okay, I could do uh, the average. I did the math this time. Uh, John, what are you going to give this unbroken uh, I'll give it 25. Okay, this is a little more reasonable. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it uh, 20. Okay. I don't... I, there is glass, but I don't think it's that broken. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go, guys. You're going to make up some points here. Uh-oh. All right. The male gaze. <laughs> like, how many uh, men are sexualized in this movie? By the camera, essentially. Infinity. Like, every man... Every man is, like... Either well, unless they're like some like old policeman, they're yeah, like wearing gross. a seatbelt. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. everybody's got something going on. Uh, well, there's more male nudity than female. I don't think there's That's any true. female there's nudity. There's no female just nudity. Just going in the bikini. Yeah, Was Anthony Mingella gay? I don't know. I mean, he's he married has a to son. a woman. Well, gay uh, people can yeah, have sons. Yeah, Max Mingella. Nope, gay men can only have daughters. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the law. Um, but male male gays meaning the male. Gay is not the uh, male as n- well. It's like a, oh, it's no, no, no. basically the homosexual gay. Like oh, our it, man, John Gabriel's G A Y Z. It's very Cute. convoluted. Very yeah. I understand it. It's, it's very Gabriel's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say ninety. Uh, yeah, I agree. Ninety. Uh, I will say ninety-four. Whoa. <laughs> um, this is a pretty good camera. It's pretty horny for Jude Law on this. I'm going to give it a 85. Okay. Not as high as Toy Soldiers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Toy so- That, I mean, that guy should be arrested immediately. <laughs> the director of Toy Soldiers. I think he's dead. I should hope so. <laughs> no, I don't think he is. Oh, he also is married and has kids and grandkids. Oh, well, they can't be pedophiles. No. Angry phone hangups. Another oh, a lot. lot. Does anyone angrily hang up the phone all the time? That's all they do. <laughs> in a movie. They're Italian. That's well. That pizza won't well, be I don't know how Angry. He's calling this. I'm saying you know reservation for Ripley. Reservation for Greenleaf. I'm this. I'm that. And yeah, then that's not angry. <laughs> Maybe the, the hotel clerk is like, like what you? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. use phones yeah, a lot. But I don't phones, know how much yeah. the yeah. category is not phone use. Okay. The category is angry phone yeah. hang up. Sorry to be a stickler. <laughs> I don't know if he ever even like hangs up. And the Gwyneth phone. never. There's no phone scene with Gwyneth being angry. Unfortunately, she's always no. in person. No, she's always just showing. Up. She never Floor. phones it in. No. 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 <laughs> Uh, um, I guess 10. Yeah, I guess, unfortunately, got to give it a 10. 10. Yeah. That's an average of 10. I'm going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it a f- 18. Whoa. 18 based on what? <laughs> Your imagination? Yep. 
Exactly. <laughs> what are you basically? I just on? think, um, I don't know. Like, there's, there's, I feel like they just, for time, they edited the, the angry hang up. Oh, so you're, you're counting yeah. the angry falling up. I felt, I felt it. I felt movie. the angry. I felt and there's the angry a lot hang-up. of angry letter writing that yeah. I could, They're, like, the dad. Well, again, the category is angry phone yep. hang up. <laughs> angry She's letter writing. It's international back then. So. Yeah, it was- <laughs> Imaginary angry phone hang ups. <laughs> giving it a zero because <gasps> there were no angry oh, phone yes. hang ups. Okay, fair. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Someone has okay. to lay down the law. Thank God someone has integrity on this podcast titular theme song <laughs> is there a titular theme song his name There's is a theme song, but it's not titular they never say he's so talented but mm. it's um he's american and it's like americana that one and it's not in the title it's not the title that one's good uh-huh but it's not um so i guess no there isn't so i feel like it, i feel like this is like a either a zero or a 100 category <laughs> yeah, like absolutely right. yeah so <laughs> it's a that's a zero. zero unfortunately yeah unfortunately i'm gonna say two just because it makes mark angry <laughs> i mean i try to do it because it's true sure and factual mm-hmm. not uh-huh. for the reaction of the room right 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 it's a zero okay uh Okay, entrances with pizzazz. Oh. 100. 100. 100. Yeah. We've got yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman has a great Hoffman. entrance. I mean, literally every entrance is with pizzazz. Every time you see a character, you the first scream. time we see Jude Law and yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, they're like oh. through the binoculars, jumping off a boat. Jumping off yeah. a boat. Yeah. That's a very much like pay attention to these two. Like a wooden boat, like with a brown... Glossy wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett, just hearing her, you hear her voice before you even see her, like fiddling around with her luggage. And, and she like stops and stares at him. Yeah. And he, he's not noticing her. And Ugh. she's just like, who's that? And I mean, the mom in the wheelchair, the Jack Davenport, they're all, they all, have everybody, everybody's got it. So what's your score? 100. Wow, John. Uh, I'm going to give it a 90. 90. Um, I really only remember the Philip Seymour Hoffman one, but I'll give it a 60. I think okay. it's pretty good. Sure. I think Love His Entrance. That's the one I, uh, remember. I mean, driving through a flock of pigeons in a mm-hmm. red Ferrari. There's more than one scene with birds like, like flying away. Like I a feel like that's like an birds. Italian thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're, you're in Italy, Italian it's the birds. 50s, pigeons are flying. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> All right, guys. Now it's time for your category. What category would, sh- would you like to add? We talked about it. Like, uh, s- yeah, like, well, or sexy alternative lethal weapons. Wait, what? What? Okay. I think, what about like, I thought like it was the like movie use with of- Mel Gibson and no, Danny like, no, no, like an or. actually used an or as a lethal weapon. Alternative lethal weapons Alternate, like alternative murder murder weapons murder, uh, alternative to like something that's so it's not like a, a gun or a knife. So not a gun not a knife a bust an maybe or. like a, a strong choice like a fun choice murder alternative um, or like, yeah like a, a non-traditional murder weapon non-traditional no murder, murder weapon, weapon. Great. Yeah. love it and then it seems like he uses a tie to get jack davenport is yeah. that what he's doing um, yeah. tie. you're crushing me you're crushing me mr oh no he doesn't say that in my i just always imagined him saying mr, <laughs> mr. Ripley, ripley is touching <laughs> he's crushing me but he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't say that at all uh, so what are you guys going to give it non-traditional murder weapons i mean 100 100 it gets fifty for the buzzed, fifty for the or, and a and a zero. Well, an extra fifty tie. for the tie. Yeah, I don't um, feel like ties that. Unusual. I guess that's, but definitely or in the bust. Yes, yeah. for sure. Hundred, John. I will give it a ninety because yeah, I think the tie is. It's not like on the nose, but it's it's on the skull. It's like mm. right next to the yeah. nose. <laughs> and he couldn't plan that one. That was like a pretty. He had to do well, it. The bust wasn't planned either. That's true. Yeah. I loved how that's how Philip Seymour knew that Dickie Jula was not in the that hotel room because the decor was like not it his was so style. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. What a so good. Like oh god, Philip Seymour gi- Hoffman is such a f word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a 75. Okay. I got to take it down for that rope at the end. Mm. The tie, you the mean? sash, yeah, whatever the <laughs> the, the rope the sash. sash. I wasn't sure what it was. What was a rope sash? Then I used to go. I feel like I, that didn't seem so gr- a thing of fabric. Uh-huh. All right, now we're into the bonus categories. Mm. And this is where these are more ar- not arbitrary. They're more sort of binary, like yes, yes no. So a negative 5% for each instance of a straight actor playing a gay role. Uh-oh. Well, I guess Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is not gay anymore. Philip Seymour, no, we established that he was. <laughs> I think there's at least four, I think, or three. No, I think I would say, I would just give it to, uh, for two of them. I would not give it to Philip Seymour Hoffman. I would give it to Jack Davenport and, uh, uh, what's his name? Is Jack Davenport straight in real? Life? Yes. Yes. Oh. 
He's married to a woman, at oh. least. Well, so Matt Damon, Matt, uh, Matt Damon I and Jack do, Davenport. What do you think, Philip Seymour Hoffman? I mean, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was a choice uh, in the actor's part. I don't think it was in the script. I don't know what was in the book. But, um, Phil, but Freddie Miles would not identify as gay, even though we think he's gay. So... I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I think like, we just penalize it twice. I don't know. I feel like I have to, like... I okay. have to stand in my integrity and give it to Philip Seymour Hoffman, too, for yeah, me. Yeah, be consistent. Uh, I have to be consistent. Well, then it's negative 15. All right. We're using it. 15% of the points. It can make it up, though, now. I get plus, plus, fivative, fivative, <laughs> plus 15%. Oh, 15%? Yeah. Yeah, that's just a great instance. 5% for each person. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Positive portrayal of homosexuality. Is this a positive portrayal of homosexuality? I think Jack is a positive portrayal of homosexuality. The man who's murdered at the end of his gay life. But it has nothing to do with him being gay. Yeah, it does. His no, it partner doesn't. is closeted. But it's not because I'm, because you're gay, I'm murdering you. It's, it's because I will, my, my identity, my lies will be found out. I do not think you could walk away from this movie saying, ah, oh, what a great time to be a gay person. That's not the category, though. It's not a positive portrayal. Wait, I think he, does, he has a portrayal. job. He's able to. He treats uh, what's his name very well. Um, he's a great but musician. He's murdered he's a great at the musician. end. It's the classic trope of a gay. But it's not because he's murdered gay. at the end. No, that, I think you're putting that on. That. I am I don't not. Think it's who you are. That is a thing. Brokeback Mountain. Uh, boys don't this cry. Is, Everything is dies those at movies the end. We're talking about. I, That's I, because of. But it's not because of his sexuality. This movie does not have a positive and portrayal I'm sorry, of sexuality. But like, if you're portraying gay life in the 50s, it was really fucking negative. So yeah. I think it would be like it absolutely was. It would be dumb and like not. Not realistic to have a positive but, portrayal. Absolutely. So mm. I'm just saying it's not getting anything taken away, but you get a bonus if it does so, have a positive yeah, portrayal. Jack Davenport. I would say this movie does not have a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Yeah. I'm going to give it for Jack Davenport. This movie made me want to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, God this movie came out. Otherwise, I'd still be single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jack Davenport is like an example of like what he could have if he could just like embrace his true self. And if it didn't end but, in tragedy, I would be I, with but him. He's Argue on the point. It, it's not because like oh people found out that we're in a relationship. It's like my lies are going to be found out. That's why he was killed. It wasn't killed because of his. But his lies are rooted in the closet, and like it's all a no, metaphor for the they're closet. Just lied about. No, his lies aren't rooted in the closet. It's a metaphor for living a double life. That's what gay men do. It's written by a lesbian. She's writing from experience. It's about the gay experience. That's what this movie is. How you have to navigate two worlds. You have to be your out self and you have to be your inner self, and they both can't be together because it ends in heartbreak. But it's but it's because he lied. It's not because it's it's, it's all a metaphor. Yeah, I think it's all not. it's all intertwined. Like I don't think you can separate the lies yeah, from. I say his ultimately it is not a positive portrayal. Of I say Jack Davenport's character is a positive. If he portrayal. wasn't murdered at the end and of again, the movie, I by his still lover, say that. I, I do not buy your you. argument that it's that he is murdered because of his sexuality. Well, but, all right. So that's one of each. So you two have to be the deciding vote. <laughs> I, re- I mean, I'm fucked up, but like, I think it's positive. I, it's a fantasy. I would love to like to be him. So which yeah. yeah. one, Davenport or no, Ripley? Ripley? You would love you to fall be in love him? with a sociopath and be murdered. He wants to be a sociopath like, who murders. It's- <laughs> It, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, I don't Brian. know. It's a movie. <laughs> and they're like so, always I mean, on. Do the, you think? Do they're you like think? on permanent vacation. I mean, yeah. like that's a positive thing too. Like that's they're a always portrayal by the, of class. And he's gonna get Jude well, trust fund. He could get yeah. Like he he beats the system. I mean, like I was like, oh, kill them, Ripley, kill them. Watching it this time and like the idea that like and it was also a class it was thing like ready too. Or not. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was like, my ready or not. It's, I was like, I want to see him fucking kill Jude Law because uh-huh. she's a rich, rich. bastard. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, and that's and fun because maybe there's a world but where he's sad and sobbing at the end and like feels terrible. He's sad and he's sobbing done. and like bent over and like has just last. murdered his lover. I mean, like you, I, I gotta be honest. Like that is like a classic negative portrayal of a gay person i mean it is it is so so we're split down the middle here so uh we could give it 7.5 let's give it 7.5 jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) finally is this movie cruising negative 50 percent it is not the movie cruising so it does not penalize 50 percent okay guys (laughs) it's one of our most heated episodes wow Wow, really Yes, it has been. Yeah, really? um, but so, in a fun way, right? I had yeah, a, a great time. <laughs> Out of the total possible points of one thousand eight hundred fifty, talented Mr. Ripley has scored seven hundred fifty-five point twenty-six, giving it a percentage of forty point eighty-three, making it the seventh gayest movie of all time. Not as gay as Toy Soldiers, but gayer than Smile. <laughs> <laughs> 
What could we do it's to make? Good, I think this is like to to be between Toy Soldiers and Smile. That that's, feels right. Yeah, that that's, yeah, right. that's a place it of honor. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're still a lot gayer than what about Bob? I mean, I just watched like when you guys were wa- like when John was watching Toy Soldiers for that episode. I yeah. was in for like half of it. it. It it freaked me out. I was like, they should give this movie to the FBI. It's singer esque because yeah. of. And the, I mean, the, well, you guys have already talked about it, but like these teenage boys in just nudity for absolutely no reason. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even up. play and into the story at all. Yeah. And it doesn't even like reflect real life. No. <laughs> so what can we do to make this movie gayer? Have gay actual actors. Gay sex? Cast gay yeah. people in it. Cast gay people in it. Uh, oh yeah. How, well, but I don't, yeah. Like the gay, if there was a lot of gay sex, uh, I don't think it would be realistic for the time. Um, people had gay sex in the 50s but but not these people these people wouldn't have these pe- everyone had gay sex in the 50s everyone was having gay sex in the 50s <laughs> if you were gay you were having sex in the <laughs> not, well, I think, I, I, nature think finds a way I think Matt Damon and what's his name had sex yes yes they could have and, shown um, and Jack, Jack Davenport Jack Davenport yeah. had sex yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but Freddie Miles was so closeted I don't think he would have had sex I think or he would have I think he, he had gotten drunk. you think he would have had like with like a woman and another guy kind of thing and I think he would like pay like a Italian guys, he like just young Italian guys. About it. I mean, he was deeply shamed and probably like felt terrible and had a drinking problem because of it. Yeah, because of the repressed I culture. Think, yeah. So we so can have more of that actual gay content. <laughs> <laughs> gay content, gay characters. What else are we saying? Another episode episode. Episode. to make it gayer. Yeah. More songs. I maybe more songs in another song, number. A yeah. Torch song. If, what about they left the opera it. and then Kate Blanchett and then went to a, like a piano bar? Yeah, well, death. she could have tagged along to the the jazz bar. In um no because she couldn't were. have they, she, oh, right. he she couldn't, couldn't have been have. or maybe like Gwyneth did some like beat poetry is that I would gay love that. she wrote her own I don't know if that's I mean gay. it would have been campier sure that would have made a gayer yeah. uh, to right. to hear excerpts from Gwyneth's book uh, doing yeah, that yeah, to hear I her love book. the book reading <laughs> and to make that scene where they run into each other at the coffee shop longer and like maybe have more of like a fight. Oh, yeah. Like, if, like what if one of those two women threw a drink in... Like, what if <gasps> one threw a drink, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm surprised we don't have that category. Yeah. Drink in someone's face. It feels <laughs> yeah. like a no-brainer. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, this movie could have been t- all... All drinks, all faces, yeah. all the yeah. time. <laughs> yep, all drinks, all faces, all the time. That's the new town to Mr. Ripley. <laughs> um, guys... We've reached the end of the show. We've reached the end of the show. We've rehashed it. We've crunched the numbers. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for Thanks being here. Thanks, guys, so much Is for being here. Is there anything you guys would like to promote at this time? Yeah. Um, so uh, we have our podcast, Goop Yourself. Yes. Uh, every Friday, we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, the world of Goop, and also just sort of the wider, wider wellness world. Um, so you can subscribe to that. Awesome. Yeah. Maggie, tell us about your podcast. And then we, yeah, we both have our own podcast, too. Mine is called The Experts. I host it with my friend, Irene Marquette, and we uh, dive into topics that we find interesting and become experts in them. Our first um, series was about Anna Nicole Smith. Very campy. We're currently, <laughs> yes, very campy, currently talking about erotica. Oh. Um, we talked about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is why I had that humiliating slip up earlier, <laughs> and uh, we talked about Anne Rice's um, <sighs> Sleeping Beauty series. Oh my god. Um, That's wild. We're talking about the story of O, Justine, so you can listen to us talk about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I have my own podcast too called High Camp where we talk about uh, old queer cult classic movies uh mark rennie's been on an episode where we talk about so imitation of life yes aggie hewitt's been on an episode where we talk about suddenly last summer i just I got a book not been on an episode but that'll come uh-huh. uh so yeah you can subscribe to that uh if you're interested in gay movies which i guess you would have to be if you're listening to this podcast so. yeah. i'd imagine <laughs> Lunatic, so there's are no you? excuse not to listen to my podcast as well uh great please follow us twitter instagram at two old queens leave us a review john yes. don't we have we a have re- a new, we have review, a new review, review from Brista soldier here we go says love these two this podcast never fails to brighten my day and always makes me laugh like a maniac John and Mark have a nice yin and yang, and their guests are delightful. Okay. I've turned my mother onto this, and she loves them. Uh, see, so John, we share got a this yin episode. And yang. Yeah, oh, we're yin and yang. Share this podcast with your mother; she'll love it. She'll love it. Well, no, we we have an announcement. We're about to enter oh, for Halloween. Right. Yes. So as we enter Halloween, we are going to do a little uh, theme to our series. We are calling it. What are we calling it? Five cold screams from it's two five old queens. Wednesdays in <laughs> October. Uh, we're going to do a horror movie every Wednesday. Yes. The next five episodes are going to be 
horror movies as we lead up to Halloween. So check those out. Check those out. And spooky. Think, it's going to be, <laughs> oh gonna be God, so you're spooky. Gonna shit you guys yourself. are going to, oh, when you see these guests line up, you guys are really going to shit yourself. Well, that's all we got for you. Yes. Thanks, thanks all. Good. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. Produced by Alex Arche. Music by Danny Cohen. Art by Connie Shin. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.